Poe's story was as curious as his narrative. The tale of his life is the tale of a writer of incredible vision. An astute analyst and pundit, a lyricist compassionate and callous, a reckless hedonist, and disaffected malcontent. I spit that one Welcome to the 21st Century Schizoid Podcast. I am your schizoid host, Cooper Cherry. It is New Year's Eve 2017. We are about to put this motherfucker to rest. Finally, um, I have a jewel of a guest today. We have Marwan Nihad returning, my very first podcast guest. So, Marwan, welcome back. Thanks, man. It's great to be here again. How have you been, man? Good. I mean, I've always been good, actually. I um I mean, Happy New Year, by the way. And, um, like, actually, last night I was at a Indian ruler with my couple of friends, and we had some interesting conversations, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, man, you got the citizenship last year, so you should be an American now. You forget about where you come from and all these things. You should be proud. And I was like, no, I'm, I mean, I don't have to be proud of being an American or even an Iraqi. I mean, it's those things to, I mean, to me, pride is, uh, 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 should be reserved for something you, you've, you've, you've achieved or obtained, uh, by your own, not something happen, uh, by, uh, accident of birth. Right. To be honest with you. And I mean, being an American or even Iraqi isn't skill. It's, it's just a matter of genetic accident. And then it, it, it blow a little like with my friends they were like man come on (laughs) yeah it was a little interesting yeah pride in his abomination oh Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) one must one must forego the self oh yeah it's just and they were like man you you need to make uh, people happy come on just we all love you and i was like yeah cool i mean you can can, i mean you don't need to wake up every morning to make everyone happy or even impress people i mean you can make even people happy you're not a water burger or pizza come on man (laughs) You know, I'm just saying. So, <clears throat> so you just got back from a trip to Egypt. How, what was that like? That oh, you saw your father the oh, first yeah. time in like 20 years, something like that. It's uh, almost 15 years, actually. Um, and uh, believe it or not, he 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 didn't even have the uh, the smartphone where I can you know see him like you know uh, through what do you call like Skype? Or yeah, or FaceTime, FaceTime or yeah, those th- of- those kind of things. So I literally had to buy an iphone six plus uh, six plus for him from here so when i went there i gave it to him so i can at least see him through right through the but it's i mean it was it was it was fun and and weird at the same time um you know it's like 15 years not seeing your your father and he he was like he actually literally treated me like a kid because he like the 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 like the way how he looked at me he was he treated me like like a child like um we went to we visited the pyramids Okay, my all time. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like my all time. You should go. I mean, it's, list, it's, man. Oh yeah, it's trust me. It's safe. Like I've seen a lot of uh, tourists there, like foreigns. Uh, some of them from the United States. Actually, most of them from Europe, Australia. I actually talked to a couple of them, um, and um, he was like, "Man, hey son, don't don't ride on this camel. Don't do this. Don't know. It's watch out. <laughs> watch your feet." And I was like, "Dad, I'm thirty four years old. Come on, just chill." So yeah, but it was it was so fun, you know. He got me all kind of good gifts, and he took me a lot of places to the museum and to the ferrets, and it's it's wonderful. So does he live there in Cairo or where? where is uh, he no, he lives in Alexandria. Okay, it's nice. like thing. Uh, what is it like south of Egypt or something? Um, he lives by the ocean, close to the like the Mediterranean. Uh, I yes. Think? Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, the. Uh, he actually he haven't been drinking alcohol for almost ten years. So, um, so what I did, I went to a liquor store and I was like, "Come on, Dad, let's let's get you know tipsy, let's have some fun." And he was like, "No, just don't tell your mom." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I hope she she's not listening to this. But uh, yeah, it was so fun. I mean, I I took him to some, you know, what do you call like nightclubs over there, and I have him live the moments of you know being young a little, you know. Yeah. So it was it was good times, you know. We took a lot of pictures, and I mean, to be honest, I, the first time when I met him at the airport, I cried like a, like a kid. So it's it was it was one of the best times of my life, best moments, you know. But um, uh, he was he was actually he was supposed to come here, beginning of this this year since. Uh, but when Trump got elected, like his case was. Um, 
it turned from approved to pending. And since then until now, like whenever I call my lawyer, uh, he goes like, I can't do anything. Like whenever I ask about his case, they just keep telling me, just keep waiting. It's pending. We don't know. Background check, background check. I guess it's because of his previous job with uh, Saddam's regimes back in the days. I mean, he was a uh, he was the chief of police at the time. But um, and then he he was like, son, you don't you don't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and he was like, um, I don't even think I I have the motivation to to move to the states. I'm I'm good over there. And whenever you can just bring your mom here, whenever she gets the citizenship, and we'll be fine, you know. And, I mean, I try to convince him to come here whenever he gets the case proved, but he was like, no, I'm I'm good here. I don't want to come. So it's that was like a little twisted thing, life changing to me. Yeah. So like uh, planning, you know, life plans. So. Well, I'm, I'm good with it right now. You know. Sorry, I'm gonna bug you about this, but uh, did you did you get to go like so? Did you actually go inside any of the pyramids? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the the big one. The I went all the way. In the, yes, in the, in the center and the uh, what do you call it? The the chamber, the king, yeah, the king chamber. chamber. Oh yeah, it's so I went there and there was like some guards around the 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 chamber. So you can you can look at it, but you can't like touch touch it or put your hands in the thing. But I was so curious, I was like, <laughs> let me just touch this. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? And like, I I like I was like, no no no, I'm American. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And they were like, we don't care. Just don't step back. Right. Oh, yeah. So it was like a little funny thing. So yeah, but it was it was so interesting and in like um. Uh, it's it's scary actually. It's so dark and and the 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 energy. I don't know. It's so so cold inside. I don't know how. It's magical. I guess freezing. And I was just wearing a shirt, but it's it's it was so interesting. I would love to go back again. Hopefully, I will go back soon. Yeah, you should go, man. It's it's so interesting place. If I had the money, I absolutely would. Because <laughs> I want to. I've all ever since I was a kid, the pyramids, the Sphinx, that stuff has just oh, yeah, always been an obsession of mine. It's it's an ancient thing, you know. I mean, ancient Egypt's the culture, like just the. I mean, even just the aesthetics, like the style, the way that everything looks, the hieroglyphics, and like their artwork and everything, has just. I don't know. It's just so. I don't know. It captures something that i feel like even ancient greek and roman i mean they were they were mixed at the like at the time late i mean towards the end i think of mm-hmm. the egyptian empire like the ptolemaic kings and and whatnot were oh, kind yeah, of you greek got, you got what greek. alexandria the, the city itself right was, after alexander got, yeah alexandria the great <clears throat> yeah but so. that was much later i mean after like the that was w- well after the like the old kingdom and the new mm-hmm. the actual ancient egyptian kingdoms that was more contemporary with yeah like you said no oh, yeah and kind of the late hellenistic period especially like the museum it has a lot of you know ancient things like the uh, the dog statue i mean the the, the black anubis. dog anubis actually was used to be a gods and until now like a, a lot of people have that type of dogs actually the black big ones and i don't know yeah anubis and um they treat them so good like that they're they have they have them there as pets and they're so big and they're scary as hell <laughs> yeah, they still treat them very good there. So what um what else did you see? Did you like did you go see the Sphinx too? I mean, it's all there on the Giza plateau. Did you check any of that just from the outside or like how does that even work? Um it's actually the pyramids when it comes to the pyramid I just went inside the the, the one in the center no the one on the, the right side the big one the, the other two we didn't have the time to and uh, the what fascinating about it it's they have the books in English and Arabic and Hebrew like show you about their ancient uh, like the stories and everything and I actually got a couple of their these books I'll, I'll I'll hook you up with some of them actually it's in English it's so interesting and like their la- their family names it goes back thousands of years and they just so interesting like especially the people you talk to them and they just never stop talking you know it's so interesting i love it yeah i always think it's been kind of interesting about egypt is that you have the coptic christians which is kind of an old really old like thousands of year pretty the, old the, version of, of christianity yeah actually they uh, th- those type of people they don't even speak the um what do we like the latin or it's uh what we call like aramaic 
Aramaic. Aramaic. Yeah. You guys might be calling it Aramaic. Actually, my mom speaks Aramaic. So they're, they're actually, their Christianity believes it's so different. Than yeah, it's yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, just, really different. Actually, some of them believe that Jesus was the son of God. He was, or actually the other part, they believe that Jesus was just a prophet. It's not even the God himself or something. So it's just different, I guess, ways of beliefs over there. And, uh, but they got like, um, they still have this problem about, you know, when they criticize other religions and talk bad and, and it's just frustrating me sometimes. It's still happening over there, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, when it comes to the extremist or you, you can't just say like my religion is better than yours. Religion, it doesn't need to have, be violent in order to criticize it. That's a problem with religion. I mean, you're comparing your religion with another one, uh, religion, and stating that yours is better, while none of them are actually good. I'm just saying <laughs> it from my experience, to be honest. Well, no, I mean, you, you you'll know. get no argument from me. I'm I'm kind of curious though. Like, so how? I didn't. I don't think I asked you much about this last time. But were you raised pretty? Str- I mean, I growing your experience growing up like with religion um not that much but culture wise like my family follow uh traditional values i remember my dad himself used to say that religion it's it's given people hope in a world torn apart by religion <laughs> so if you do if you see yourself yeah i mean he was like i mean isn't based on logic and experience it's just a matter yeah it's just a matter <laughs> of faith and and faith have killed a lot of people right you know, as he used to say and, uh, and people are dying from overthinking about it, actually, from it. Um, but uh, he raised me the way of, of just gaining respect, integrity, and, and, and honesty. And he was like, if you see yourself not logically accepting religion beliefs, just go your way, you know? Like, you just, I mean, I love waking up every morning not actually knowing what am I going to do or what is going to happen or who am I going to meet. You know, it's just, it's a mystery. That's the way, that's the beauty of it. Like you don't need to know what's going to happen after your death or something. Just live your life. Did you, do you ever pray like on a regular basis? Do you ever, I mean, do you consider, do you even like have any kind of religious or spiritual practice in your, in your regular life? Or is um, it just something that is kind that. of a relic of a, kind of like for me, I mean, like, you know, I grew up very, in a very Christian home, um, a very like a Christian fundamentals, like Baptist. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with, I, uh, with I, the different denominations of Christianity, but uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to even compare it to something in Islam exactly because I don't think that I could speak accurately. But it, you know, it's more of like a definitely like a fundamental, like literally, the Bible is the Word of God. That's kind of a good example for the kind of theology that I was raised around. Well, I mean, if you come to the to the books of them, like the holy books themselves, like you got the um, the Quran, which is the Islamic book. It's it's. I think it mentioned Jesus' name over sixteen times. Mary, her name was mentioned like what seven, eight times, and Muhammad himself, the one who created that book, was mentioned only four times. And um, but I'm talking about like in a good way. Right. Uh, but when <laughs> I was like I, when it comes to praying, actually, it, I was in the age of between nine and. 15 16 years old and then i just kind of quit uh, yeah and i quit praying but i i had the idea of believing in god and everything until i turned 20 i think 21 and i was literally off of it like no it's just and i asked like the, what i what i love about my dad like he is acceptable like he accepts ideas like he's not strict not like my mom to be honest you know my mom no you should believe in god you should do this this but my dad used to listen, like he, he, he liked to listen. And he gave me that confidence and, and trust. And I've learned that from him, you know. And it makes me just, uh, uh, it's, it's okay to live a, a life others don't understand it. Especially if you're, if you're from another country. Um, like, uh, actually I had uh, this conversation with my other friends a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> about being afraid of having uh, a Middle Eastern friend or someone even from there or Egypt or whatever it is it's just I was like you know it's it's okay to be it's okay to be friends with um, with someone who who doesn't look like you 
and talk like you or even uh, doesn't come from the same place you do or even worship the same thing you do it's just you know as long as 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 long as he's kind to you treat you way not even treating you the way you deserve treating you the way how he feels about you it, it should be enough it should be good you know and then the people still afraid of that to be honest it's, it's superficial even when it comes to friendships actually i mean i mean it's a friendships over here it's um it's superficial it's like you got your friends um they they don't real rely on on their friends they don't count on their friends but they they have fun with their friends only they don't have the as i call as i wrote it actually uh coping mechanism to deal with their with their stress it's all about just fun. Hey, man, let's just go out. Okay, having fun. As long as you stress about something or have a problem, they just avoid it. You right. Know? It's just, I'll never understand that. Like where I'm from, no, like they, they're they're for each other. Like they're there for each other. And I'm not saying like the everyone here, but unfortunately the majority of them. You know, I've seen a lot of friends, they're just super efficient. That's interesting because I, when I was thinking about topics that I want or questions that I wanted to ask you, that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to dive into was some of the sort of the cultural differences maybe mm-hmm. things that you notice that are different um between you know living and growing up in iraq and now coming to the u.s just even like the li- the to me the little things the little differences are always the most i don't know enlightening about sort of you know what i mean the little details of, of the ways that people act, I mean, it's you know not, what I mean? Um, they kind of say a lot, I think, ultimately, about what that culture or country values, you it's, know what it's, I mean? It's all about, I mean, to me, it's it's uh, whatever they talk about, whatever they believe, about, most of it's based on media and, fa- I mean, TV, even movies. So, like, in the, in the U.S., it's, it's a lot it, more, so conversation... It, yeah, when it comes to conversations, or or they want to know about you, and and but it it comes to I think it's I call it ignorance a little. I'm not trying to be bad. I mean, unres- uh, disrespectful. Don't worry, they're not. You're you're a citizen, man. They're not going to your citizenship. <laughs> no, it's just, you can. I mean, this it's is a safe place, the, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other day they were like talking about you know banning Muslims. They need to. I mean, I'm not a Muslim. I'm an atheist myself, but uh, my family are. Right. And you were certainly at least nominally raised in that tradition. Yeah, I mean, I you was, I mean? I mean, yeah, I proudly say that I was raised, uh, I don't want to say Western way, but modern way. More so, like, yeah. yeah. Like all my family members, when it comes to women, they're they're not covered, you know, like right. literally not covered, all of them, you know, and um, my family heritage roots goes back to the Sumerians like over 6,000 years like my last name which is Al-Nu'aymi it's it's not even a name of a person it's a name of a tribe and um, I uh, so I have this conversation with one of my colleagues he's he's an elderly man he used to be in the uh, he's a veteran I respect him a lot but he was like you know uh, the Trump did the right thing when he banned, uh, put the, you know, what do you call it, like the order of banning Muslims and all those things. And and I was like, okay, man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If, if, and I even like wrote it down, like if 50% of the U.S. wants to put a, a ban on Muslims, then they should tell the government itself to stop attacking and stealing other countries' resources. <laughs> Seriously, and land. And some people, to be honest with you, like some people come to the U.S. for opportunities and others come here as just refugees. Because of because their country has been destroyed by guess who you know, yeah, the government right. you know you know it's the US, just you mean the U S government, government. <laughs> yeah and I'm to be honest like I'm still working with them I um, uh, I respect that but I don't support it like it's just it's a the foreign policy of the U S government is so much it's beyond even you know like it's unbelievable it yeah. hurts a lot of people no know, I absolutely right? agree especially now with the uh, the drone warfare that's been really stepped up and mm-hmm. you know it's crazy they use this you know they'll use these what they call metadata and it's like if you're hanging around with people that are involved in any kind of terrorist behavior or whatever then you are you to, could to get me. potentially <laughs> killed by just by like having this uh, data signature essentially it's so, uh, f- fair enough but real, um, no i'm talking about over not obviously not here in the states but like no in like, Yemen and, and places like that. Uh, Oman, Yemen, oh yeah, all these places. But you got, um, actually, I was at my work. I was at work because, you know, I do security business. So I provide people with bodyguards and all these things. Um, 
So we were, my boss were talking about, man, uh, I don't like the the attacking recently, like ISIS have uh, got response of it. Like they're like, we are the responsible, whatever. We got members who lives in the States. Uh, what do you call it? like sleeping cells yeah, or something? Sleeper cells. From my experience, actually, what Saddam used to do, like if he finds out that that person, he's an insurgent and he have blow up some market or whatever it is, do you know what he does? He takes his family. And either deport them or just do something to them. And trust me, he they, they just go quiet. They can't. Like for me, <laughs> right. I was I've just been saying, your ass. Yeah, and and I, I yeah, as you, I mean, you can be nice, but there's limits. You know, even when it comes to government or or uh, national security, you know, these things. Um, like I even I've been saying it for years. Like if um, like uh, what happened? Like what was it, like a year ago? Um, like they blow up. A market or something what was it like a couple of years ago they have uh, from kazakhstan from bosnia the guy the kid on the marathon they were doing oh, the marathon yeah. yeah so um to me uh like they couldn't do anything to his family they just talked to them and whatever and they let them live the way they remain living here to be honest with you with all due respect to me all, all i do like i've been saying it for years deport the whole family associates this way if a member of the family thinks about terrorism the family will deal with them if they want to remain in this country. Because Middle Easterns or people from Afghanistan, I'm, and I know my own people, if you threaten their families, no matter who they are, how much they are uh, like uh, secretarians or, or extremists, they will remain quiet and they'll just be nice. As long as you mess with their family or threaten their family or taking their family away from them, they'll, they'll just do good. And obey, trust me, that's the way it is, obey. I know it sounds a little um, old way of dealing with such a things, but I, I would prefer that, just deal with the whole family, deport them all, and trust me, you won't see such a thing like that. Right, I mean, I guess that's a pragmatic approach that I, I don't know if I necessarily ag agree with. No, I mean, agree to disagree, it's just a, <laughs> right. a point well, of Well, I mean, we, we, can talk, we can talk about it, we can talk about some of the, oh, yeah. the ideas behind it. I mean... I think yes, in a in a sense, like a pragmatic it, it, thing. But I think a more even a more fundamental approach, like I'm, you had I'm said, a, I'm a Middle Eastern. I'm saying it, and <laughs> I don't know a lot of my people are like that. It's it's just as soon as you, like um, like as I said, like what Saddam used to do. Like if this insurgent have killed, let's say, fifty people by blowing up himself or whatever he have done, and they catch him, they will literally deport his family out of the country and if that that action the others will see it and they won't do it and they didn't do it and back, my country back home back in saddam's regime and i'm not saying saddam was very good no i'm not trying i'm just one of his ways was very effective <laughs> it made the country purely safe you know it's just and i like that that move you know i, I like that action right you know <clears throat> i don't know i think to some degree, there. I mean, that's the risk you take in an open society. Is um, like you have to decide what amount of. Here's the the um, I calling it an issue. People are not high riskers. Like you, you, you got to risk something. You know, it's it's the. I guess it's because what what I'm from. I don't know. It's what um, you mentioned something that I wanted to grab on to earlier. Is like you're talking about your kind of cultural heritage do, do you yes. are you, do you know like like your ethnic background like um you talking about like dna or uh i mean it's more so like you you mentioned your family your name stretching back to the sumerians yes so do you know do you happen to know what like the ethnicity would be called you know what i'm saying it's actually a good question. Because there's like, um, I don't know, there's Arab, you know, primarily Arab um, um, in Iraq, but the also, you know, there's the, Sumerians, the Kurdish yeah, and yeah, the yeah, Assyrian. Yeah, and, true. You, you got you know actually, what I mean, you, the, the Babylons, Sumerians, Ashurians, they're not, actually, they're not even Arabs. Uh, they're Sumerians. But I don't know if, the, I mean, I'm not even that intelligent, like very... Um, I don't think I'm very educated about this uh, matter, but um, actually, I would ask a question. It's 
the the Sumerian is it like a race? Babylon's it like kind, race? Not exactly. Because when they say when it comes to like Judaism, it's a race. To me, Judaism, I guess it's a religion. Like well, Ju- it's, Jews, I think like, it's kind it's kind of a mix with Judaism you know? because you have like a cultural like it is a culture too. Mm-hmm. So because there are people that are Jewish and like call themselves Jewish, but they may not necessarily practice Ju- Judaism. Okay. So it's that's kind of a funny one, and I I don't want to say it's a race, but more like I don't even know how to describe it um, because I'm not I'm not so familiar with all of no, the I'm, different ethnicities that are in Iraq mm. or how that works or what the you know what I mean what the understanding all is. I can say that the, the Sumerian when it comes to the Sumerians like my heritage it's a race and um, like when you look at the Iraqis the population like what 90% of them are actually dark brown uh, dark skin and um tan very dark tan and um to me as an iraqi they actually call me white where i'm from well you got those green eyes yes (laughs) (laughs) from my mother's side and um i mean it's yeah they they call me the white person they're they're, you're not even like iraqi just from some ancient whatever civilization or something and which is yeah and I don't think I'm an Arab, like uh, as I like I'm a Sumerian, you know. But I'm, I'm, you know, that's who I am, you know. Do you still pay attention to the political situation there in Iraq at all, or the region? Do you like? Do you watch the news? Do you read actually, articles yeah, actually, a lot? Or recently, no? I started um, um, watching the news about getting rid of ISIS recently, because I I've, I've been through that back in like in like what, almost eight years ago, and I've seen what was going on. So. Um, like when I was with the U.S. military, uh, it's a good thing that they get as the news been stating or saying that uh, the 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 Iraqi army have got rid of ISIS up up north of Iraq, which is where, uh, like Mosul, and it's declared that it's free uh, of ISIS, and that's a good thing. And it's been what a couple of months. The uh, the good part about it, it's actually the the safety. It got stabilized. It's going back right now. People start going out. It's actually, they just start building malls, as uh, movie theaters, and people start going back to schools. This is this sounds very good. I'm actually make me think that I would I might go back. You know, someday I don't know. It's just to I don't know to live there or do something. You know, right. And I've I've seen a lot of my friends actually start going back. Last one of them, what, 10 days ago? He went back. He has his own land there, and he's just thinking about building it and just starting a new life there. It's just got stabilized, and it's a good thing, you know? Do you have an opinion that you're willing to share? Like, I'm kind of curious about the the Kurdish people, uh, particularly in the area of Rojava. Mm -hmm. Um, they have kind of a self-sustaining sort of anarchic type organizational like government and and things like that, which I find really fascinating. And I know that a lot of people that are uh, sort of on the left wing of politics in the U.S. always cite Rojava as a very, as sort of an example of like an anarchic type society. Oh yeah, I mean, if you come to the reality, the Kurdish people, they've been fighting for their independence actually for centuries. And uh, the the main reason was actually because of what Saddam did to uh, that that city back in what nineties eighty eight, and after that, they just uh, got help from the U.S. government to to be their own, have their own like what do you, what do you call it, like constitution or something like that. And actually, I'm seeing it's gonna happen soon, maybe like and. I would support it. They they get the right to do that. I mean, they speak Arabic. I know, and I have actually many cousins. They are actually Kurdish. Like my uncle have married a Kurdish woman. Uh, you know, like we got some mixed blood there, and uh, they they got the right to have their own land, and they've been fighting for it for decades. You know, they have their own flags. They have their own rules, and actually, the way of their lives it's more modern, more Western. And when it comes to religion, they have the freedom of speech. You know, you can criticize, you can say whatever you want. Nobody will mess with you. Uh, you have even foreigns, Westerns, people living there. They have their own business there. It's totally safe. You know, it's not like in Baghdad. It's not like in the other cities or down south of the country. 
And if they have the chance to, you know, claim the independence, I would, to be honest with you, I would support it. I would just go with it. Why not? I have a lot of friends. They suffered from it a lot. They, they have the right to do that. You know, I know, and I know it's going to divide the country a little, but from my concept of having like my people been having this conflict for years um we're tired of it like we just need to live in peace come on okay you want to divide the country divide it mess it up make lines of it cool sunnis (laughs) will live in their own just make the at least people will live you know safe and i mean i don't want to say happy but just comfortable i'm I'm tired so i I would go yeah let let them have it yeah i think it's interesting sort of the legacy of, of colonialism especially impacting your country with those sort of the the boundaries of the country being drawn by by the west to begin with and sort of grouping all of these different peoples under one country i mean it's it's going to take time if you want to make that happen like even, uh like if you talking about bringing capital I'm just talking about the leg- the legacy of the legacy of the west interfering in in the local in the political structure it's been and the interfering. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it, I'm it's, saying this. It's, it's it's actually part of the plan i guess i call it like future plan for 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 my country to, to divide it and makes shi'is shi'as uh, country and sunni's countries and kurdish countries and, but i have reached a level of being like you know what man if that would make my people live in peace Right. divide it yeah okay the, the the whole country will be in my heart remain in my heart the rest of my life mm-hmm. so what okay yeah i think it's interesting too that so iraq is sort of in this middle middle battleground for place you know um for the sunni state in saudi arabia oh yeah you got and, uh, um, and the shia by the way if you uh if you and, know and the or, shia in iran yes it's actually if you know or if you don't know kurdish are sunnis they're actually Sunnis, um, but they just speak different language. Right. They're a different race, but they're but there would be So that would be, a, I guess, Kurd, so Kurd, Kurdish peoples would be an example of, like, that's an ethnicity. That's mm-hmm. an ethnic group. That's yes. what, kind of what I was getting at yeah. when I was asking you earlier. Oh, yeah. That would be a good example, probably. Oh, yeah. Of what I was trying to determine what your sort of ethnic background was. Yeah, but it won't happen, like... Um, but I'm. I don't have a, a, a Kurdish background. Right. No. I know. No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying. Like in terms of what, if you happen to know what your, what that was called, the group. Yeah. Of, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I see. But I think it's inter- Like I said, it's interesting that it's sort of a battleground between those two. Two sort of sects of, of one religion. I think it's a very interesting dynamic, especially with what's going on recently in in both countries. Um. I don't know if you had paid attention to, but the newer the new Saudi prince has instituted some reforms. I think they were going to open; they're allowing women to drive, and then they're going to begin opening movie theaters. Actually, I've heard actually uh, an American musical band have visited uh, Saudi Arabia. They have a festival over there that happened like a couple of weeks ago, and w- that was the first time, you know. And it's that's actually progress. I guess, but when it comes to women driving, it's <laughs> it's gonna take time. And and fortunately, I've actually I've heard of thing I've checked on, I've seen on the, uh, YouTube, like some people like grab them uh, from the cars and take them out of the car, like bragging women and not letting them drive. It's it's a little you know ignorance and stupidity. You know, they they still have the, those kind of people. I see a lot of them. And uh, it's going to take time to progress that thing, you know, to, to walk through that thing. It's going to take years. It won't Is happen it, like in a matter of a day. Okay, let's let women drive and everybody's all, all women will drive and can drive safely, freely. No, it won't happen like that. And it's not been happening like that. It's been having a lot of problems, actually. They have had, a, well, he also had removed a lot of people. They kind of purged, the the new prince purged several I think members uh, members from the kingdom itself. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, start actually uh, investigating them about where did they get all that money from? You know, it's 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 actually very shocking new shocking movements, especially for the U.S. Uh, government because the U.S. government have 
like they, oh yeah, Back lot, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, 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 they're a little afraid of this person right now. Not afraid, but worrying about him. Like why he moved this person, that guy, because they have a lot of big, huge businesses with those people, you know. And he just moved them out of their chairs. That's a little, you know, sketchy or movement. So they, and it's a, it's a new. I guess it's a new generation. But this guy, the people been you know, talking good about him. Uh, I forgot his name, Salman something. Then uh, new prince. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Yeah, I I had also heard. I don't know if you've been paying attention to, but there's a lot of things going on in Yemen, especially between Saudi Saudi and Yemen. Oh yeah, the battle over there. Still, it's actually the battle. It's, uh, it's between Shia and Sunnis. And by the way, Yemen al Houthis. That's what they call themselves. The group that they're trying to take over. Uh, Yemen's regime right now because the 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 previous or the current Yemen's regime are allied with the the, uh, the Saudi government and the uh, uh, what's his name Mohammed Saleh or something like that the the president of the prime minister of Yemen he's a Sunni and the Houthis are Shias the problem with the Houthis they are extremists so if they take over they will rule uh, they will like go back to uh, what do you call uh, to, uh, Iran? They they follow Iran's uh, what do we call like rules or, or or laws or something. So pretty much it's it's against what Saudi wants, and it's been happening for years. And it's gonna take time. I mean, it's gonna take another five years to to see what is gonna happen. You know. I think it's interesting too. Before, right before you came over to talk, I was uh, watching some videos too. Now, Iran, since Thursday, has been having a lot of demonstrations in Tehran, and um, I forget some other cities. There's been some some property damage and and things like that. But it's it's interesting. It sounds like, at least from the reports that I've been reading, that a lot of it is due to sort of the economic situation in Iran stemming from you know the the promise of the nuclear agreement with the u.s was going to end a lot of sanctions that had been in place there mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so i guess the idea the hope was that that was going to bring uh, some economic prosperity bring investment from the west back into iran um, and, it, and things like that it, to me it's just a matter of media it's it's uh, as i'm mean, it's a superficial thing like they can't it, the government will shut down the protesters like they, well, they, yeah, they're, they're very strict they're, it's just a matter of time like a couple of days or a week or it's going to take two weeks and then they'll just shut them all down those kind of things actually happens once a year on and off thing like the, their government is so they're they're very strict they're very extreme man with laws rules and even they st they even have still have the execution rule you know they they, they don't mess around and uh, the west the west world still actually try to play the role of bringing the western business the west business to to iran and i don't think that will happen in, in like right right now or in this time it might happen the next 10 15 years i don't know I do think it is interesting that, and this that was mentioned too in the articles that I've read that the the government in Iran was shutting down things like Twitter and Instagram and, and sort of social media, mm -hmm. which I think is very interesting because you know I sort of in the West we kind of are beginning to lament the advent of of social media, but it still has has value when it comes to political organizing and and movements like this, and I, I think without those sorts of tools, you know, the Arab Spring may not have happened a few years ago. In Egypt, actually, that was in Egypt. Right. Was well, happening? there was some uprisings, I think, throughout the... It was not just Egypt. Um, I what forget where the uh, other demonstrations were. If you're talking about Syria, um, it's... What was Since, like, 2012, but it's <clears> not been playing it right, you know. A lot of people got killed because of that. But if you're talking about... Uh, not Algeria, the other... Libya? No, I don't think it's Libya. Now, Libya is in really bad shape. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> it won't even... Nobody can fix it right now. Did you see they actually had... There was some video of sl slave slaves, market, like slaves from Cameron, being sold. From New, um, I've seen a Cameron from Nigeria, Nigeria, from Nibia, Namibia, whatever Namibia, it is. Yeah. Namibia, Yeah, they still believe in this slavery thing, and they have thousands of them. They treat them, like, so bad. And... 
and uh, they're they're bringing more actually. The media is showing like okay, then we're trying to get them out, but it's it's not happening. They're they're not even paying the money like nothing. They're just using them as slaves, and that's it's so messed up, man. Like they still believe in that stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy in this era. No, oh, yeah, it is that we're in. You know, we think we've evolved so far, and there's still horrible things like this taking place all across the globe. And it will keep happening. It will keep happening. No matter what we do, <clears throat> who we are, no matter what's going on, Monday's still coming anyway. You know. So whenever, whenever you were went to Egypt and you're visiting your father, did, what sort of questions did people ask you about? Sort of the U.S. and like, was there, a lot, of, was there a lot of interest in? <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of people ask. You know what I mean? Were they interested to hear what you had to say? Were a lot of questions? Most questions were. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Was most questions were, are you an American? Are you an American? I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm from Iraq. I'm a guy. I'm I'm, I'm just, just a guy. And they even charged me. Um, so like uh, an Egyptians, like when you get inside the pyramids, you have to pay. Like there is like a, a ticket or something. Right. So there are like two types of tickets, one for an <laughs> Egyptian citizen okay. and one for uh, like a uh, uh, Western, actually three or four types, Western um, a person or tourist or foreign person. And they're like, okay, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Baghdad, Iraq. Okay, show us your passport. So I show them the oh, U.S. No, passport. You're, you're American. I was like, I'm speaking Arabic right now. I'm, do, do I look like, yeah, you're American. Charge him like, let's say in dollars, $50, which is I, why you're supposed to pay like 10 bucks. But so they kept treating me like as an American and they just people all. Well, you are, dude, you have American citizenship, bro. I you're fucking, <laughs> like it or not. Now you're it's just, but not, it was so Now you're just a piece of shit American like the rest of us. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, I'm living the dream, huh? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Dream of, now you're contributing to the destruction of your own homeland, my friend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've actually, um, I can, I can say that proudly. It took me. I mean, I've been living in this country for almost seven years now, okay? And it took me three years to get up on my feet financially and understand the way of life. And I've got three more goals to, to three, three more goals to reach, and I will reach them. What you are, <clears throat> what are your, this is the perfect time to bring up goals because we're about to start a new year, man. Oh, yeah. We're putting to, and the, I, the, I probably didn't tell you this, but uh, so there's a Spanish word, and it's called culo. And it means ass. Oh. It means asshole. <laughs> and so my whole bit for 2017 has been that 2017 was the year of the culo. Oh, yeah. So it was the year of the ass or the asshole. Uh, you know, people like Trump, people people being more okay and praising people that are assholes <laughs> is sort of kind of what the, that was kind of the metaphor. Culo. Culo. C-U-L-O. C-U-L-O. Okay, cool. So... So, culo literally means asshole. Yes. Or just an ass or... <laughs> Whatever, like asshole. Like physically, like your asshole. I wonder why a lot of Hispanic calling me culo at work. And so, that's <laughs> exactly. what it means. There, and I've yeah. never asked what does it mean. But yeah, I, guess, I guess I've been the culo all this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is out 2017. Exactly. So, I don't know if, I don't know if this is maybe the, just the era. I haven't decided if... If 2017 was the year of the Kulo, or if it was just the dawn of the Kulo era. <laughs> but we're going to find out soon. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll oh, find yeah. out soon. Um, so soon. I am absolutely ready to put 2017 to bed. I, I don't know about you, but 2017, man, I, I took a lot of uh, L's. I took a, So I took a lot of losses this year. Oh. I had, I had some challenges this year. Me too, so. actually, when I got the... Uh... When I got the job with the CPS, like I was, it Wait, was a CPS. Challenge. What? Yeah, so, no, like no, no. Child Protective <laughs> Services. What? Yeah, you know, you just it's um, your uh, bodyguarding children. Provide them with. I mean, dealing with mothers and 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 um, you know, and their problems, and it's just a little. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> we wait, can, are you a fight? Like, uh, no, what exactly? Just, you're working? No, no, no for, it's wait, not this. I'm just messing up. with you, actually. Right, the CPS, it's, with? yeah. <laughs> but I do, um, uh, I just provide them with, with uh, what do you call them? Like escorts? Like you escorting people who escorts uh, the um, 
the one who goes and pick up the mother's kids right. or the okay. father's kids. What do you call those? Like uh, child uh, service? Yeah, child protective services. Those guys. Because those... I've, I've seen some families, especially mothers, they're, they're so crazy, man. They're not... Like, they literally still abuse their kids, beating them, whatever they do. And and they're... Um, uh, they they're not even capable of you know uh, uh, feeding their kids or, or getting a job or they're just lazy and and pretty much loser. When with all due respect to them, by the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all due respect, just, uh, you fucking losers. Oh yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, at the same time, they they're not you know letting them taking their kids from them. You know, it's just come on, let's. And I'm not even with the both sides. If, if it was to me, I would take them all. I will take them. I would take the mother and her kids, not just the kids, because the mother needs to be educated. The mother needs to put in a rehab, and the government should just take care of that. You know, the bills of it or whatever it is. And the problem that I've been facing actually, they just take the kids away from their parents, no matter what the parents do, and um, even if they're losers, they're lazy, whatever they are. But you just. My point of view is you can't just take the kids away from the mother or the father. You sh- you, if you could, if you are capable of, you know, taking care of the expenses of these things, you can just take, take the, I mean, take the father and his kids or the mother and her kids. Take them all and try to put them in a new chapter. I mean, educate them or help them, not well, just the kids. Let's back up though. How when? How long has this been going on? When did you get since January? Since January, yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I actually, how did you I even? Get, how do you? How did you get involved with CPS? Because I mean, you do a different. You this is not the no. Only actually, I do multiple things. Um, so CPS, and I work as a security sales with a company called Western Eagle, and um, and I uh, I work as a linguist with the Caritas agency. It's a part of a government agency. It's a it's a government agency located in downtown helping refugees helping right. them with translations that's and, cool oh yeah and that's awesome oh yeah it's 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 fun do you have any do you have any people that actually i've ju- I just little what recently when was it like um before christmas we have received a family from uh what is it uh north somalia or south somalia because somalia, Som- Somal, okay. somalia it's it, it become somalia or sudan I think Sudan. Uh, Sudan become like split. So right. I, I don't. I don't remember if it was like from North Sudan or South Sudan. So so the guy brought his uh, wife and his thirteen children. So he has thirteen children and and a wife, and it's it was so interesting. And all of his children, it's like the the age difference between each other is like. Year, year, <laughs> year. It's literally every year, every year. The poor wife. Except the last Jesus. one, I was like, I know, and I was like, poor wife, right? And he was like, what did you say? I was like, no, no, because <laughs> <laughs> they're very strict, you know. But no, you don't talk. Even you can't even say good things about their wives. You can't even. You're not allowed to compliment their wives. Not nothing. All you can say just how you doing, sister. You have to say sister, and that's it. So that was interesting, because <clears throat> you know, it'd be interesting is if we could get someone. Maybe a refugee to yeah. Maybe you could, if, I don't know if you know if they don't speak English. Maybe you can I translate. Can, oh yeah, I, that that would that would be maybe. an interesting actually uh, um, an episode. It would be an interesting. Episode. I definitely okay. think so. Oh yeah, and we can talk about some topics as well. Right. And um, actually, by the way, I um, I need to correct something about my previous uh, episode. Oh yeah. Uh, when I mentioned my favorite drink. Uh, I mean, I was supposed to say, uh, back in the days, I was supposed to say screwdriver, which is orange juice and vodka, right. mixed with vodka. But, but I said, said white, uh, Russian. white Russian. The white Russian, it was actually, I was introduced, uh, the one who introduced it to me was one of my best friends. His name is Jordan. <laughs> and he, to be honest, he's the one who introduced me to the, uh, he's the one who got me the white Russian. I don't remember what bar we were we, we at. And uh, since then, it become my favorite drink. Right. And, and, you know, he's he's cool dude. You know, I love him. So what? Uh, we got we got sidetracked. What was you? So what are your three goals? If you're willing to share, what are your the, three goals? Um, that you're trying to achieve. Oh yeah, it's uh, very simple. Uh, buying a house, okay. have my own business, and have a wife, and I will <laughs> make that happen within the next two years. Like it's inevitable. I don't hope for it. I will do it. Are you still thinking of doing a uh, what was it like a 
um, the, a shisha the, the, place. <laughs> actually, it was it was one of the thoughts. Like a but my bar. Main, oh yeah, it's my, it's one of the, uh, the the projects that I've been thinking about. But the main thing it's actually a security business, having my own company. And I don't know if I need that'd to call, be cool. Yeah, I don't know if I, I need think to that's call probably the Habibi <laughs> Security Services or something. <laughs> nice. I don't know. That would be a little. You know, cool about it, but uh, in infidel security. Inf- oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> the customers will be like, "What the heck is that?" Right? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's all about first impression, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it, and I will do them. I will make that happen. Or even better, you could do a uh, Sal- Salafi security. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that that's actually dope. I like it. I would love it. Actually, I'm gonna think about that. Actually, I'm just gonna write. I'm write it down right now. <laughs> Cool. But be careful. Quit, quit bumping your fucking mic over there, bro. <laughs> okay. You're gonna piss. You're gonna piss off our listeners. They have to listen to this shit. Damn. Oh yeah. You're fucking it up, man. We have to. That is not. That is her. Uh, just remember that touching the mic is haram. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, I know. I'm. I don't want to go to hell, man. I'm That's still right. waiting for my seventy-two virgins in heaven. That'll be. They. They better be all virgins, though. <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, that, I mean, that'd be cool though. I think a sec- I would, I security would, would be awesome. Uh, uh, you probably need you need someone to run your social media. You need a, a communications. Oh yeah, I need someone person very smart. Like very sm- pointing, I'm pointing at oh, myself. Yeah, like, like, oh yeah, definitely like listener. you. <laughs> I would. Oh yeah, you would be the first one. Trust uh, me. Can, you know, how much should I just pay you an hour? Uh, I can pay like ten bucks an hour. There's, ten there's bucks a, an hour. I, I'm a little cash. Is that mix- <laughs> I, I'm a little bit more expensive than that. You're like, I, I can't live on $10, man. Oh, okay, of course. <laughs> I'm a fucking... But I'm how a, much you, would you ask for, like, how much an hour? Uh, we could probably do, like, I don't know, 22. 22? 23, something 20, like that. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. How about 25? Even better. Oh, good. Oh, I can make that Send happen. me the contracts, and I will... <laughs> if you want to pay me $25 an hour, I'll fucking... I'll be your white boy slave. Cool, cool. I like you can that. turn the tables. You're bro. white. You're right, man. I, I, I trust. Me. I'll follow you. I'll follow your lead. You're the white boy here. I will. Yeah, I will just be the grunt, man. You, like I said, you can turn the tables. You can ex- exploit me for once. Oh yeah, man. That would be great. Jeez, life is beautiful, but only to the those who understands it, and we understands it. It's gonna be fun. But yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to 2018. Hopefully, you know, I look forward to every year. What's your plans for the 2018 anyway? And then it happens. Plans for 2018. Let's pick one. Hopefully, um, I'd like to double my listenership for the podcast. Cool. That's creative. um, That's one thing. You know, I want to continue doing the podcast on on a weekly basis. And I've got a couple of exciting guests that I'm I'm working with. I have a... Uh, a astronomy professor that he's actually been on the show before so i'm working on mm. getting him to come back but there's a podcast called uh the partially examined life mm-hmm. and one of the gentlemen that participates in that podcast or is part of the podcast lives here in austin and hopefully we're going to connect and we're going to do a, a podcast together a reading of this book called simulacra and simulation wow. by a french philosopher that's interesting yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully that ends up working out. But uh, I don't know what else. I've, I've always been, like for the last several years, my New Year's resolution has been to um, to meditate more mm-hmm. or to even meditate on a regular basis um, because that's something that, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more, m- practice mindfulness and things like that. Why not? Um, I mean, maybe adjusting my my psychology trying to think more positively and and things along no i mean along all, those lines. All, all you need to do is just avoid negative people to stay positive i mean it's okay well, not to be okay <laughs> i can't, that's the problem though is that i personally am a fucking <laughs> i mean people are two types there they comes in in two ways some of them comes as as blessing or others comes as lessons you know you just learn from the from the bad ones <clears throat> especially when it comes to friends and i always say that Friends are two types, man. You know that. Friends pretty much as like they're they're like tits. Some are fake, some are real. You have the real ones. <laughs> and so far we we have real ones. You're one of them. You're one of the real friends, yeah. you know. I mean I'm a real dude, no doubt about that. Oh yeah. I'm you, definitely you, you're hardcore, man. You just do I, I'm not fake, but I am no, a not. fucking pessimist. 
for sure. Are, but the, the 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 question is pessimist because of uh, what? Like because of you, or because of a thing, or because of people? Because for, for um, I guess a lot of pessimist people, it's because of uh, uh, I don't want to say someone now, because of an environment or because of a way of life. Boring. I mean, I think it. A lot of it stems from dissatisfaction at at where I am in life at this point, What's, and where I feel I should I mean, be. If may I ask, can you define satisfaction and like what what is satisfaction to you? Like what 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 makes you do to me? What 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 are the th- things that makes gonna makes you think that <clears throat> you are satisfied? I think being able to support yourself financially without having to live hand to ma- mouth and. You know, be worried about yeah. your bills on a on a monthly basis. You know what I mean? I mean, to where you can sort of survive without a huge amount of struggle. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily have to be able to buy a lot of shit or travel a, a lot or anything like that. But just being able to live without the the pressure of you know how am I going to pay this bill or if I lose my job, what would happen to me? Or how am I going to pay? You know, if something goes wrong with my car, you know, it's those little it's, things it's, if that you, stress you out. Well, that's it's actually a, um, I guess it's an issue because if you keep thinking that way, like, what if if I get fired from my job? What if if I won't be able to pay this bill? If you remain thinking that way, you won't go places. You know, you, I mean, I mean, even if, when it comes to money, chasing money won't lead to any kind of mental success. Like it's just, it's. It's 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 all you. I mean, I mean it's it's the, fleeting, yes, but there is know, like there is a there, there's a level. You, to, for, for my opinion, you you are one of the smartest men on the planet. You're <laughs> so intelligent. You you fucking weird. You, you just have have ideas. You per, you're <clears> a person who could study people. Like you're you're so curious. Like you have a lot of knowledge that you don't even know. You know and. As I said, like you're the smart, smartest man on the planet, and I have one of <laughs> my friends. Close, she's bro. no, trust me. And I have one of my friends. Maybe she's, the smartest person she's that you a, know. <laughs> she's a female. She's one of my best friends, and she's the smartest woman on the planet. Her name is Tara as well. She's so smart. <laughs> you know, she can convince anyone. Just want to say that. But you, dude, you just the best is yet to come for you. I mean, you, you always, you always <laughs> well, I there. I fucking hope so. <clears throat> trust me, it will happen. It's actually happening. That's the thing is like when you, when you are intelligent and you are, I, you know, I'll just say that I'm above average. I think that's a fair statement. That's actually but so a when fact. you're, uh, I mean, here, here, here's the thing. If may I say this, like sometimes quit we, kissing my culo, man. Okay. You're fucking kissing my, it's no culo kissing, culo kissing. I'm not kissing. Haram. I'm, <laughs> trust me. I'm going to hurt you with the truth. I won't convert you with a lie. Oh, so sometimes, um, like we, we must like we must get hurt in order to to grow uh, we must fail in order to well, trust to, me to, I've to been, know we that's I what know, I'm you've been through I've all been that failing. i'm sure you know <laughs> in order actually we must lose in order to to gain well, i've been losing too losing and failing and doing a lot of that lately yeah but i mean <laughs> so, some lessons in in life are actually best learned through pain you know and um I mean, life is hard, but it's harder if we are stupid. You know, I don't, man. I mean, here's See, the reality. I, disagree. I think like, life uh, is great if you're no, stupid. No, no life. <laughs> then you don't know. It's just, yeah, that's but, the thing is, once you know, once you know, then as long as there is no pain. that, when it comes, if the money didn't matter, like if if I ask you this question, what if money didn't matter in life? What would you end up doing? Okay, we all let's consider ourselves. Okay, we're we're stupid. We have no. We're not gonna spend anything. My money doesn't matter. What are we gonna end up doing? Like for me, if I, if money didn't matter in life, I would end up uh, teaching people about right. different cultures, sharing knowledge. That's that's what I will end up doing. You know. What about you? I don't know. I always wanted to be a shaman. The heck is shaman? What is that? Uh, shaman is like a, a medicine man that they oh meditate. I mean, like helping people is that? Uh, so it's kind of like a. A Native American tradition, but it, there's many shamanistic cultures throughout history, and so what they what they do is they take they take psychedelic drugs. Oh, okay. And they they have a psychedelic experience, and then they come back to the tribe with a narrative story, and that narrative story provides 
growth and healing for the tribe. Wow, that's that's so interesting. Actually, I've never heard of that, dude. You, I guess it suits you then. Look, it fits you. When you get home, Google shaman. Google the shamanistic tradition, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking no, about. No, definitely, I will. I will. And um, so that's what we end up doing—just being a shaman. Yeah, man. Telling stories. Telling stories to the tribe, but you have to, you have to travel, right? I mean, don't you just? Okay, if if you would you have could. the chance to travel somewhere, just pick a place, spot. Well, I mean, duh, dude, I already told you that Egypt is Egypt. number one. They, cool. The pyramids. So if I can, if I will be able to, if you're able to pay, trip, if you're able to pay for my would entire you go? trip. Of don't worry, I, I won't sell. <laughs> don't worry, I won't sell your white ass back in the black market <laughs> right. over there. I know you, you, you worth like what twenty thousand dollars right now, which is I need. It's a good money. <laughs> I'm worth a negative that much, dude. I'm worth negative double that. Oh my god, Probably negative worth, double. No. I'm worth negative fifty thousand dollars. Trust me, over there, if, as soon as they find out, oh damn man, I'm gonna make a good amount of money. <laughs> Better give him a receipt. They want to return me? No, yeah. I'm more worried about. You're so weird, man. You just. I'm you, more worried about. Shaman, be shaman. <laughs> I'm more worried about trying to live on a daily basis in this crazy, insane environment that that uh, the 2017 brought us, man. Oh yeah, well we got like uh, 12 more hours or 15 more hours. <clears throat> we have less than 10 hours left. Oh, 2017. Damn. Another year comes up, coming in. Well, as my father used to say, every new day, there's another chance to change your life. But it's all up to us. If you can, if you see yourself changing your life, and I'm not saying financially, it's all about mental, mentally. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, it's, it's as long as you can, you know what, like, here's the thing. Can you, are you like capable, like when you're mad or, or let's say very sad about something, are, do you have that switch to be comfortable right away? Like, would, can you just turn to be comfortable? Like, okay, like, let's say I'm very sad right now. Oh, my God, what the heck? In a part of a second, I could just be okay. Do you think you can, are you capable of... Do you have that sentence, uh, sense or... No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there ha not if I'm by myself, <clears throat> but if I had was hanging out with a friend or... Or something like that, then, mm. then yeah. It's, I mean, it's but a, I am, you know, I can be weighed down a lot. I think by existential angst, quite mm. a bit. Wow, that isn't really anything that you can necessarily point to, but it's just kind of a, it's kind of a cloud that is always there. You know what I mean on your shoulders. So if you if you a weight a weight kind of weighting you down, you know, my soul is drugged down by the just the stupidity i see the cruelty and the stupidity that i see in the world like i it bothers me it takes a toll on my on my inner being so if 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 you would have if someone would if you have the chance like from someone to give you some like okay if you would get the chance to have a million dollar would that help will help you mentally i mean for a time yeah mentally for a time, yes. Why for a brief, for a time? Well, because... I mean, these days, to me, money is a need. It won't help me mentally. It will help me financially. Well, but it, mentally, it's just me. It, it's me thing. Like, it, it helps in some ways, you know what I mean? It, it would take the pressure off of a lot of things. Like, I would be able to buy a home or something like that. Um, yeah. I would maybe be able to, you know, I could start a business, things like that. But that's just going to mean new problems, ultimately, down the road. You know what I mean? Like, I... I believe that it's impossible to feel, you know what I mean? You can't feel good or great all, all of the time. No. You know what I mean? You have to, there no, has even, to be no, even, a even, contrast. There has to be, like, you can't feel happy unless you've been sad and, and vice oh, yeah, versa. Like even, yeah, you, you're right. Like, even happiness, it's, to me, it's, it's fleeting. Not, it's it's yeah, not it's, permanent. No, it's a temporary thing. Exactly. It comes on, and, for, for me, like, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been happy for almost eight years. I've been actually a sad person, but not in a very bad way. Right. I can, I even become a guy, a person who rather be good than happy. 
You see what I'm saying? That, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I don't need to be very happy, whatever. It's yeah. Just, I'm good, you know? I mean, I, I think that I have grown a lot in the sense that now I realize that my happiness or all of that or originates from within me. You know what I mean? And I think I had the the belief that there was going to be some external source of happiness. That if I had this or... You know what I mean? If I had something, then I was that was going to be fulfilling or, or happiness. But now I just realized that happiness is is fleeting no matter what. You know what I mean? And uh, actually, happiness doesn't come because of another person, like because of someone. Uh, like even when it comes to a relationship, for example, like don't. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't can't don't put expect the, someone else. Yeah, no, to make don't you don't happy. don't. I mean, don't put the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. It's it's just no. I definitely you know, agree. Like you, to me, like oh, you don't love me. Love, love is caring. You care, it means you love. You don't even have to say it, you know. Well, my friend, we're we're at two twenty, and I know you have to take off it. Being yeah. round rock by three, I would love to get uh, like a third episode uh, if I have the chance. I would bring uh, one of the refugees. Well, yeah, just talk talk to some people, see if there'd be someone. Oh, yeah, that so would be 2018 would be interesting, interesting, you know, for yeah. the next episode. I mean, but we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely have you on again for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you have any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, well, just saying, uh, Happy New Year's, infidels, Americans, <laughs> you know, out there, whoever is listening to me, you motherfuckers. <laughs> You blow up my fucking country and you made me come all the way here. Now you're one of us, bro. I know. Now the blood's on your hands, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But all right, man. Just just remain good, guys, to each other. You know, I love you all, guys. That's it. We're going we're gonna to sign off for 2017. The year of the Kulo is, by, is going bye-bye. Oh, uh, yeah. It, but the era of the Kulo may, may continue. We'll just have to find like out. Like always. So, so stay, stay tuned for developments on that front. Heck and yeah. We'll actually be, we'll be back next week with Andrew Stamper. We're going to talk a little bit about screenwriting and, and film and, and some artistic pursuits. So oh, I would listen Looking to forward to, uh, to that conversation. I'm going to listen to that, definitely. Yeah. And happy you should New listen Year, to, everyone. You should listen to every episode. I will. God damn it. I need the <laughs> listeners, man.